Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Former Michigan, Michigan man, and uh, and Jake Butt joins us on 365 Sports with Craig and Paul, and I'm David Smoke. Uh, are you still dancing on clouds? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, look, it's been a long time coming. It's been a few years in the making, and uh, only one of these every year. You know, only one team gets to say that they're the national champions, and um, it's been quite the journey, too, for, for Coach Harbaugh and this Michigan football team, a roller coaster of a season. But, hey, they got it done against a 14-0 Washington Huskies team that, you know, felt like destiny for them, too. You know, I'm sure Washington felt like their season was destiny as did Michigan, but uh, Michigan was just too much, man. Clearly the better better team. Yet. Jake, you uh, were a part of this build to this national title with Coach Harbaugh. When did you start to see this turn from – Building Michigan out of a you know a, in a mediocre bowl every year to a team that is now among college football's elite again. Well, I, I really think you know it, it started immediately when Coach Harbaugh got there. I mean, seriously, right away we were elevated in 2014, the year before Coach Harbaugh got to Michigan. I was a sophomore. We went five and seven. We didn't even make a bowl game, so we weren't talking about. A national championship we weren't even talking about a conference title we weren't even talking about a bowl game at that point in time and I'll never forget that first spring ball when when Jim gets in there and he overhauls the staff brought a lot of NFL experience um the the coaching the scheme and the development we had in that spring I knew right away that you know why Jim Harbaugh was an expert in turning around programs um we we you know our 2016 team when we lost to Iowa on the road and we, you know, the JT was short game, that team had a lot of talent. We had a chance to do something special. We fell short. But you could see that seeds were getting planted, and it wasn't a linear path. You can go back to the COVID year where, shoot, ironically, a lot of Michigan fans wanted Jim Harbaugh gone, inspired. And thankfully for them, you know, the emotional fan doesn't make the – doesn't get the final decision, uh, you know, in Ann Arbor. But – you know, it, it was a, it was not a linear path. Seeds were planted early on. We knew immediately that Jim Harbaugh was capable of great things. But, you know, finally, finally, after knocking on the door the past two seasons, finally he was able to break through. So, Jake, they jump out early. It's 14 nothing. I think we're all thinking, oh, my gosh, this is going to be a blowout. Washington makes it interesting, and then Penix has the big turnover right after half, and then uh, Michigan slams the door shut there in the fourth. Just the style of that game, the ebbs and flows, just the, the impactfulness of, of various positions. Did that kind of go the way that you thought it was going to go, or maybe what stood out to you about the, the process of earning that win last night? No, it actually did go the way I, I thought if Michigan was going to win, that was going to have to be the formula right there. you got to run the football first and foremost. Um, 
actually go back to the 2021 game, Ohio State versus Michigan, when Ohio State had C.J. Stroud, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Garrett Wilson, um, Chris Olave, a young Marvin Harrison Jr., very similar team makeup to this Washington team. Um, and the formula then was to rush the passer, run the football, and have opportune um, timing in the secondary when it came to making plays. Um, Michigan started off explosive running the football. Again, wasn't linear. Washington responded. But what really stood out to me is, you know, Washington's offensive line won the Joe Moore Award. They were voted the nation's top offensive line in college football. And a lot of people were curious, hey, can Michigan rush the passer? That's been one of their strengths all year. Can they get after Penix with this line standing in front of them? I felt they were going to be able to, and they were, thankfully, for them. You know, it starts with the interior. Chris Jenkins, Mason Graham, Kenneth Grant. Those guys are 300-pound disruptors. They're big, they're strong, but they can move quickly. Um, and, and when they're able to rush the passer, that's when your secondary can play with a little bit more confidence. Of course, Will Johnson had the key interception coming out of half. He was challenged by Coach Harbaugh and that staff. They said, guys, we need someone to make a play to capture momentum. Uh, Will Johnson did exactly that. And then almost in poetic fashion, man, I know I'm dragging a little bit here, but in poetic fashion, the way the game ended, with your senior, number zero, your captain, Mikey Thamer still. He steals the yep. game with an interception, and he's returning all the way down. I'm glad he got tackled because the poetry then was your offensive senior, your offensive captain, your offensive leader, Blake Corum, gets to come in and do exactly what he's done all year, which is punch the ball in the end zone in the fourth quarter. Yeah, he did. Uh, one of the things that's underrated to me watching the game, just as a guy watching the game, was how – sure-handed, not receivers, but how really well Michigan tackled in open space in the defensive secondary. Oh, yes. And, and what's, again, you got to give credit to Jesse Minter because so I called some of their games. I called their Bowling Green game early in the year. Uh, it was about week three, I want to say. It was right before Coach Harbaugh got back. And I asked Coach Minter, I said, hey, man, you know, your defense, was damn good last year. Really damn good. One of the best in college football. I said, hey, what are you focusing on? Where, where can you improve? And he said, really, it's about the small details. You know, last year when they played TCU in the semifinal game, I remember a play where, where Minter sent pressure. And there was a shallow cross. And uh, Max Duggan hit Quentin Johnson. And I think it was DJ Turner who missed the tackle on third and seven. Had he made the tackle... Michigan had a chance to win the game. He missed the tackle. Quinton Johnson ran for 70 yards, and it was a touchdown. That was the difference in the semifinal game back in 2022. Well, you didn't see any missed tackles in the national title game last night. Those guys were extremely sure tackles. There was a couple times where there was a lot of space, and they made the plays that needed to be made. It's those little differences that are the difference between a good team, a great team, and a championship team. Jake, what do you get the sense of when it comes to Coach Harbaugh's future at Michigan now that he's done what he set out to do? Uh, and if he does leave, is Sharon Moore, because of the job he did stepping in for Coach Harbaugh, I mean, does he, he pretty much have the job before they even interview? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't have a sense, to be honest with you, and I really don't know that I can trust anyone if they say they have a sense or a hunch 
of what Jim Har what's going on in Jim Harbaugh's mind. <laughs> it's just, Jim Harbaugh's so unique. That's the one thing we all know to be true is is really only Jim knows inside of his own mind. So I, I really don't have a hunch. I, I've been told every year for the past two or three years now, yep, Jim Harbaugh's going to the NFL. We'll see you later. And yet he always comes back. So I, I do feel you laid it out nicely there. He's a, he's accomplished what he set out to accomplish at his alma mater, at his college, the University of Michigan. He brought him back to glory. He won a national title. He left the place better than he found it. Now the next goal is to go win a Super Bowl. And I think he's capable of doing it. But we will see the decision that gets made. Um, you know, he said in the presser, we'll just, we'll just soak this in and enjoy it for now. And uh, certainly he's earned the right to do that. Wherever he goes to coach, I'll be a supporter of him. He was great to me as a player. He was great to my family. Um, he's been excellent to me in my now post-playing career. Um, I, I could not be happier for him. Wherever he goes to coach next, whatever his decision is, I will be a supporter. You know, Jake, Michigan's a, a massive alumni base. It's a huge school. Uh, it, it, the ratings show how much interest there is around the country, and obviously the story throughout the year added to it, and they were just really good. Great, in fact, because of the statistical part of it. Can you try to explain the pride of being a Michigan man but also of watching your alma mater and those who played there win the championship? Yeah, it's um, it's you know when I think about it, it's um, it's hard to put it into words. But I'll tell you what I know. I know how it makes me feel, um, and it's it's kind of like warm and warm and fuzzy, man. You know, it's it's kind of like it's kind of like when it's cold outside and you light a fire and you have a nice blanket and you're surrounded by you know your family and those that you love. It's it's one of those feelings. Um, I also know you know. There were some painful years in there. You know, I talk about before Coach Harbaugh got there, we were seven and six. We were five and seven. My sophomore year at Michigan, we were booed in our own stadium. We, our own crowd chanted to fire our head coach and to fire our athletic director. Those are tough times, man. Those are dark times. Um, that, that, that was painful. But the pain of that moment is equally proportional to the joy that we were able to experience last night. And what makes football so great is you have to be willing to endure the painful times. You have to be willing to continue to work and continue to press forward when you're in the middle of a storm or you're in the middle of a challenge. Michigan has done that. Jim Harbaugh has done that. Because on the other side of that storm is a promise that you have a chance to experience glory. And that's what they did last night, and I couldn't be happier for them. Jake, uh, how have you responded when you've come across, and I don't know how much maybe this has been brought up to you in person, but I'm sure you've seen that a lot of, it's weird, a lot of people with Buckeyes in their profile seem to say asterisk a lot or, you know, things like that. And there's obviously the story from this season, but how have you kind of taken that all in? And I guess, uh, how do you view sort of that conversation? And uh, do you feel like everybody was able to shut up those kind of comments with the way that they played down the stretch? Um, you know, I, I view it with complete understanding and, and expectations. Look, that's, that's, that's what I expect. It's a rivalry. I know Michigan fans, there'd be a percentage of them that would be doing the exact same thing if the tables were turned. Um, I, I get it in a I, I understand why people may feel that way. But to me, I look at it and I say, I don't know how you could deny the fact that this was the best team in college football this year 
and it's very clear to me and very evident to me. They won without their head coach on the road against the top 10 team in Penn State when they find out he wasn't going to be their head coach just hours before they landed. That was a gritty game. You know, then you're, then you're in a trap game playing a, a darn good Maryland team. A trap game. They got that one done. They're, then they're playing at home against Ohio State. And, and Ohio State put all their chips on the table. That was a must win, a critical game for Ryan Day and the Buckeyes. And they're without their head coach, Jim Harbaugh, once again. And yet they get it done. You beat, you handle business against the Iowa Hawkeye team. And then you want to talk about this. Okay, so Jim Harbaugh served his time. He was suspended. Three games, toughest part of their schedule. They get it done. Well, then you're playing Nick Saban in Alabama. And I don't care. No revisionist history here. I remember what was being said. It was Jim Harbaugh can't win playoff games. Nick Saban can Nick Saban, this Alabama team, don't tell me that they weren't good because all week I heard about how good Alabama was. They said this is a different team. This Alabama team is a different team than the one that lost to Texas earlier in the year. They took down Georgia. They dominated Georgia. It's Nick Saban. He wins these games. Jim Harbaugh loses these games. Michigan is, you know, yes, they were the, the one-point favorite, but all the public money was on Alabama. Everyone expected Bama to win. And Michigan didn't even play their best game, and yet they were clearly the better team there. Dominated it when you really look at the tape. Finished the business against Washington. You know, there's a stack of evidence showing how great this team is. To me, that's what I'm focused on. And, and for the people that aren't going to see that and don't care to see that, that's fine. But I'm not, I, you know, I'm not interested in having those conversations because, to me, the season's been great. The players are great. The players deserve the praise. Um, they're they're high-character guys. Blake Corum, Mikey Sainer still, J.J. McCarthy. You could go down the list. They're phenomenal human beings. They deserve all the credit and all the praise in the world. Yeah, and Jake, I'll just – for a, to simplify it for people who are asterisk people, all you got to look at is from the moment that the Connor Stallions information came out – if anybody had the same signs on film that they did the week before that, then they're crazy because now you'd have to be preparing knowing this was a possibility in your head. So they did it without it too. Like even whatever yeah. happened, like after that information came out, there was no way that they had any of that going forward from those games on. Listen, and, and, and JJ McCarthy said this, I'm not, what I'm about to say is not to absolve Michigan from anything, you know, like Connor Stallion, based on what he's being accused of, like that, those cross the line. But every single team steals signs to some degree. Some of them are worse. Some of them are better. There was an article that came out. And it talked about, you know, I think Bruce Feldman wrote it. And they talked about that there's an entire black market in the Big Ten Conference where teams would share their knowledge of other teams' signs. And there was different tiers, you know, where some teams every Sunday morning, they would call and exchange information. There was some teams that were completely unaware of it. But this is part of college football. You know, you, you, it cannot be denied to say, oh, everybody runs a clean program. Uh, it's all sunshine and roses. That's not the case. Again, you know, Jim Harbaugh paid the price. He was suspended. Connor Stallions is no longer with the team. But, you know, th these kind of things happen in the game. There has to be consequences for action. Whether you think the three games was enough or not, that's up for debate. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is you can look at what happened this year on the field. 
you you don't don't distrust your eyes. You just saw Michigan dominate Alabama and dominate a fourteen or no Washington team, and they beat their rival Ohio State, and they went on the road and beat Penn State. Those kind of things. That Connor Stallions wasn't there. Jim Harbaugh wasn't even there for half of it. That cannot be taken away. It's been a. It's it's the way they finished this season. They've really set out to prove a point that they are the best team in college football. And I don't really see how you could argue against it. Jake, great to have you on. Enjoy it. I know you are, and uh, really good stuff from you. We appreciate your time and continue great work with the Big Ten Network. Have a great day. Thank you, man. Yeah, Jake, you guys too. We'll yes, sir. You're Jake Butt. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.